This SoFi podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And I'm back to you. We're going to say our piece about what happened in Washington, D.C. Well, it's also in context to what's been happening in the country. It's not just today's story, but even 50 years ago. Four iconic songs that helped capture the moment of history from years ago. There were feelings that have come to mind. On Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Back in the saddle again for our 99th show. And Adam, before we even get into uh, what's happening on the pitch and all the stuff we usually talk about, uh, mm-hmm. I've got some news about next week's 100th show. You wow. Ready? You ready? Got yeah. some bookings. Booked a couple of people to be on. First of all, the Adam and Rick Solid Gold Dancers are going to be flying in. Sweet. Great. I'm okay. glad we got them because I know they're tough to get. They are, especially this time of year. Well, I got Fabio. Nice. I got the disco reggae Caribbean 70s supergroup Boney M. Oh, brilliant. One of my favorites. Charo. My favorites. Charo. Oh, wow. And I'm still working on former Chelsea striker Alvaro Morata, who is, I know, your, <laughs> your all-time favorite yeah, Chelsea player. I, I, we may have to make that into an hour show. That's going to be. Uh, I, I think we will. I think it's pretty much guaranteed to be an hour. But there you go. So yeah. people, be sure to tune in, and don't disappoint the Adam and Rick Solid Cold Dancers. Uh, but now, just so, yeah, yeah, just so you know, I haven't heard someone say Boney M in probably twenty five years. <laughs> so I appreciate that. What was their song? What was their song that they had? I, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. I'm gonna look it up as we as we chat because my goodness, I might. I remember. I remember seeing the album. My dad had it. He had right alongside his Queen album. My goodness, they were huge in Germany when I, I lived in Germany in the seventies. They were the top band in Germany. They're gigantic. And I know they had a few hits in uh, in England, too. River, Rivers of Babylon. That's, That's the song. That's the one. <laughs> Still in my head. I'm going to be playing that tonight when I go to sleep. All, All those Boney right. M fans. All right. Let's find out what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? I wonder what team they root for. Uh, yeah. Boy, we have a, uh, a new table uh, since we last spoke. Manchester United is officially 100% on the top of the table after beating Burnley on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, they've got a chance to really solidify that by because they're going to be playing Liverpool this weekend. So uh, look out. <laughs> That's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, my, my phone's been going crazy. All of a sudden, the Man United fans are out from the <laughs> from the behind the couches that they were being lying behind. Crawled out from last... under the rocks they were hiding under. Hey, do you know who's top of the table? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, great. Here we go. So, but no, I mean, to be fair, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer 
few weeks ago was worried he was going to lose his job now he's top of the table what a what a run so unbeaten in their last five four wins out of the last five with a draw so things are going great for them so really really good good little victory and playing well too I mean it's not like they're playing poorly and winning games they're playing starting to play some nice stuff they are they, you know and, and when you watch them they have a ton of talent <laughs> they have a ton of talent they have just as much talent I think as as Liverpool or Chelsea or yep. uh, Man City that they, they have the talent it's not a mirage Exactly, I, and I think the, the obviously the the key player for them is Bruno Fernandez. He's, no question, he's he's changed their whole team. He came in, I think he came in mid year last year, about a year ago, yep. and automatically changed some things. That's it helped them get into the Champions League, and now he's got them to top of the table. So. I'm sure they're going to be paying him a good chunk of money. He's by far, and he's probably one of the, the candidates for player of the year so far. I would say so. Um, you know that he is, he's the, the man that controls the ball, right? He's the guy who, who feeds the goal scorers. And then if there's a penalty, he's your guy scoring that penalty too. Right? Most of his yeah. goals are penalties. I, I think. Yeah. He's the, he's the number 10. He's the yeah. creator. He's, he's going to be there. He's got that free role behind Martial and the and the two other strikers and, and really gives the ability to, to, to do things. So and he's done a fine job of that. Like you said, he, he bangs in goals as well, so that's good. Yeah. So uh, it makes me choke on my words to say it, but congratulations <laughs> to Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if you can keep it. Because there are a couple of teams nipping at your heels. Uh you know, they're going to play Liverpool. If Liverpool wins against them, they're back up there again. Uh, at least uh, tied for the top of the table. But there's another team that nobody's talking about, and it's a team that has won the champion, the, the, the championship of the Premier League two of the last three years. Yeah, that's right. Manchester City, they're starting to come up, aren't they? They're so just a the sniff team. away right now. Yeah, they're, they're doing really well. A good victory today, one nothing, and... Uh, I think what's happening now, and this is what's really exciting for those English fans watching, is a player is starting to emerge that could be probably the type of player that could maybe maybe bring a world back to Eng- World Cup back to England. Who knows? But Mr. Phil Foden is now their leading scorer. So clever, great player. Um, really like him. I think he's good, and I think as long as he keeps his heads on straight, I know that's one of the biggest things that uh, people were concerned about. He's, he's had a few little run-ins with off-the-field uh, stuff, but he's now being given the run of games that he needed by Guardiola, and uh, he's doing great. Looks like a, a world-beater. Yeah, I mean, he got into that lineup. Probably he backed into that lineup because of you know injuries and what have you. But he, it's not being taken away from him because uh, he's earned that spot now. You're right. And, and to be fair, I don't know if you heard this, Guardiola a couple of years ago talked about Phil Foden as being the best player he's ever coached. Really? You know, and the, Yeah. I mean, he, he is really high on him. But the, 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 the big issue was the fact that he wasn't playing him. He's like, oh, he's still young. He's got time. And when David Silva left, they we figured he would just jump in. But again, this year, it was slowly coming in. But now he's getting this run of games and, we expect now, hopefully, he's going to be playing in the big games. He's going to be playing in those Champions League games. 
He's going to be playing in the in the FA Cup big games and all of the all of the league games that they need him for. Yeah, and they might want to give him a, a different number at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, forty-seven. Yeah, exactly. Because he looks like he's coming off the academy team or something with that number. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. I don't know if there's some significance. We'll have to do some research on that because yeah, he's had that number. I mean, he's he's worthy of a, at least a number ten. If Pulisic is number ten, he's definitely worthy of a ten for sure. Yeah, he's like a tight end, you know. Or like <laughs> uh, but anyway, right. so they're with a game in hand. They're now. Now only how many points behind? So yeah, place. so they got they're they're in third spot, got thirty two points. So obviously four points. They get that game in hand. They'll just be one point behind Manchester United. So, so yeah, 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 right there. There it is, the city of Manchester. Pretty happy these days, and yeah. another city that's happy because this is a new experience for them over the last uh, <laughs> season is Sheffield. Because Sheffield United wins their first game. Yeah, thank goodness, my goodness. They were the they were the last team to win a win a game in all the four divisions. So the uh, worst pulled, start in history. Yeah, pulled off Premier. a miracle. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you've watched the game, but it was literally the last thirty seconds of the game. They almost scored an own goal to <laughs> get a tie. No, it was I, I it just... was tough. Yeah, the goalkeeper was scrambling back to get the ball out and I was like, I was thinking, oh, please don't go in. Let them win this one at least. <laughs> um, so they, they got the win against a, a pretty average Newcastle performance. Um, yeah, and, and, uh, and they had 10 men. Yeah. For exactly. most of the second half, right? Yeah, that's right. So they, they got the job done. Scored off a penalty kick, so that's all right. It's, <laughs> you, you take what you can. Um, and it was still only 1-0, but uh, they did it. They got a yeah. win. That's all yeah. that matters. And, exactly. And they were worthy of it. They were obviously, Chris Wilder, the manager there, is delighted with that first win of the season. Hopefully, they can build on that. And uh, uh, the, the scary thing is they're only three points out of second from bottom. So because West Brom's struggling so much as well. So hopefully, you know, they can kind of push their way up slowly, maybe get a few more wins. You never know. We're 19th. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, good. Well, let's talk about the FA Cup because uh, last weekend was the big FA Cup weekend. And we talked about, uh, we previewed a a game of uh, Marine against Tottenham. Now, this was pretty exciting. I was watching all the, 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 Reports in the days leading up to the game, there was uh, they followed around the, the one of the strikers who works as a garbage man or a <laughs> rubbish bin or whatever whatever it's called. A bin man. A, a bin, bin man, man is what they <laughs> that's what they call it. Yes. Followed him around as he was emptying the bins, and uh, he was talking about how this is the biggest day of his life. And you go in and watch the game, and they, they look good for the first I don't know what ten minutes. Yeah, 10, maybe give them 15, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes, and then <laughs> wah, wah. Now, yeah. who did Tottenham have of their regulars there? They didn't have uh, a lot of them. No, it was, yeah, it was a pretty strong team. Uh, Deli Alley, you know, arguably a starter from last year was in. Right. Um, uh, they had uh, 
most of their back four. I mean, Joe Hart, the the former England goalkeeper, was in goal. Yeah. Um, a, a kind of a mix of players uh, in terms of who they had playing, but it was still a pretty strong lineup. Um, and then they was able to bring on Gareth Bale as well in the second half. So that was probably pretty cool for it. But what what a I, I just enjoyed this game. I know I. I tweeted something out or texted you something yeah. as well concerning the setup and the, the the fact that you had houses that were leaning up against the, the stadium. So people were actually in their back garden because right now England's in lockdown. So yeah. nobody can go to the games or anything. So, But people were actually sitting in their back gardens just watching the game with, with a glass of wine or... <laughs> Or a, or a beer or whatever it was or whatever they're choosing just watching the game it was it was just so awesome to watch it really yeah, was I mean there, there's these renowned world known celebrities there Jose Mourinho was there right yeah Jose was there obviously coaching away you know he's, there's, a, there's a guy in his back garden sitting right behind him just looking down <laughs> it was just it was great I mean there, there's seven divisions below Ended up losing five nil. If those people who didn't get the score, I mean, oh, sorry, yes. it was <laughs> it was it was you know, I think four nothing at half time. So that was basically what happened. And their third string striker scored a hat trick. So that kind of gives you an idea of right. uh, of of where where Marine is. But uh, what did they say? One hundred and sixty places below is what they were were talked about. But what a great experience for for those players and. Um, what was interesting, kind of an interesting story, there's so many different things which were so cool about this whole game was they didn't, uh, they weren't allowed to change shirts. I think still some of the plays did. They kind of snuck it, but because of the COVID restrictions, they didn't want them changing shirts. Oh, I like so, they do at the end of games, you mean? Like the end right. of the games, you know, yeah. so they change the shirts because who wouldn't, you know, they're part-time players. Yeah, sure. There's a guy, guy who works at the grocery store, you know, and <laughs> yeah. he, go, he, 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 he could go in the next day with Gareth Bale's shirt on, you know, that would exactly. be pretty cool. Um, but so they couldn't do it. So what ended up happening, and this is the class that Tottenham did, was that they ended up actually sending a whole set of uniforms to Marine with all the names on and everything so that they could have them as a memory. So that was very that to classy. Me was one of the cool things. Yeah. And it, it was, there's so many stories. And if people get a chance to check out that game, the fact that when the ball goes over the fence, there's a number at the front of the fence so they know which house they need to run around to. <laughs> Just so many stories. It, it was awesome. That, to me, is FA Cup. That's what we, we, we live for. And, and it, it I mean, wasn't it, the only one. I mean, there were... I know. The, uh, tell us about Chorley, because uh, that's uh, also a team that is not considered in one of the top seven leagues, right? Yeah, exactly. Again, another team that's kind of really from nowhere in terms of what they've done and had a fantastic result, beat a Derby County team that unfortunately was kind of, you know, ridden with COVID. So right. they basically played their academy team. But still, um, you know, they, still, they're in the uh, second, you know, in the in the championship. They're they're up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to get there and, and beat them, what a fantastic big wins for them. So they were able to get through it. 
I know you know a little bit about their groundskeeper and what well, he so, yeah, did. Let me read this to you because this, this was is fantastic. just amazing. Uh, Chorley will be hoping for a fourth-round glamour tie after overcoming a Derby County side decimated by a coronavirus outbreak. Uh, a result which justified groundsman Ben Kay's heroic efforts to ensure Saturday's match could go ahead. Listen to this now. With temperatures threatening to freeze the pitch at Victory Park, Kay camped out under a tent on the playing surface on Friday night to keep a careful eye on it. And wow. it was working uh, until the, the generator stopped working for four hours. So he and his staff were then pouring hot water on the grass as kickoff yeah. approach. And he, w- he, he was so dedicated to getting this pitch ready that he stayed overnight, and at uh, 2 a.m., they, they showed a picture of him asleep <laughs> in the middle of the pitch. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they posted it on Facebook, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah I saw him there. He's, he's all bundled up with his uh, M&M's uh, uh, jacket or whatever yep. it was he was yep. wearing. So, yeah, it was great. But, yeah, I mean, because that's when you – if people don't realize this, so when it gets cold – Obviously, the the grounds freeze, and so you can't really play on these. And a lot of these non-league clubs, they don't have what all the professional teams have, and that's the undersoil heating. Right. So undersoil heating hasn't been around tremendously long. It means probably 30, 40 years or so. Um, right. There, there are so, a lot of uh, countries where they don't even try to play in January. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it but is. It's cold outside. <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. So they, they obviously had to do everything they could to get this game done. And uh, like you said, with temperatures freezing the pitch, it's they, they, they made it work. And he's able to now potentially work at the best stadium in the world as a potential groundsman. So like we were talking before, he's yeah. been offered a job to help out at Wembley Stadium for the FA Cup final. What I mean, fantastic. Obviously, he did something right. So that is great. so great. There, there are yeah. heroes everywhere. <laughs> there are heroes <laughs> everywhere. And exactly. some more heroes are in the Aston Villa Academy team, which uh, this is a story because Aston Villa was hit with COVID, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they had a pretty tough draw in the FA Cup. They had to play Liverpool. Yeah. And so yeah. they sent their... Uh, their team, which is basically under twenty three team, and That's even right. four under eighteen uh, players, and they were beating Liverpool for sixty some minutes. That's right, Liverpool, That's right. and Liverpool had uh, Salah playing, Mane was mm-hmm. playing, Jordan Henderson was playing. Luckily, they did get three goals in a five minute uh, spell <laughs> towards the end. But I mean, yeah. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, what a fantastic. I mean, I think they were down and then they equalized Villa. 17-year-old, you know, is uh, yeah. same age as our son. Well, I know your son has just turned 18, <laughs> yeah. but my goodness, same age as our children here scored against uh, those guys. And uh, what a fantastic achievement. I'm sure his dad must have been proudest guy in the, in the world to see a score. It was a great goal too, really solid. I think they actually called it the uh, – the, the goal of the round, yeah, actually. 17-year-old Louis Berry is, the, is right. the one who scored. Imagine scoring against Liverpool. That is yeah. just the best. And here's my favorite part. And what a better way for the youngsters to unwind after all their hard work than pizzas for everybody on the minibus on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> that's, they really did that. <laughs> I know. That's true. Yeah. 
just they just played against Liverpool and now they get a pizza. My goodness, it's like it's it's great. That's this is the FA Cup. I mean, there's so many stories. Well, here's another one. Crawley yeah. Town. Tell me about Crawley Town. Yeah, again, played against Premier League opponents, Leeds, and uh, ended up uh, winning three nothing. Can and, you believe and what, it? What league are they in? What league is Crawley Town in? They're in the lowest division, so they're I believe they are in the the fourth tier. So that's they're not quite in the non leagues, but they're in the the fourth tier. So it was quite a quite a result for them to be able to beat Leeds. And to be fair. Uh, they were much better than Leeds on the day. That's what uh, a lot well, of people were saying. Three nil. They yeah. it wasn't that close. In fact, it was so comfortable for Crawley Town that they allowed a TV personality named Mark Wright to play at the end of the game. He was given a, a cameo appearance. You, you want to tell us a little bit about this guy? Yeah. You were, you were telling me off the air. I've never heard of this show, but. Yeah, so Mark Wright was on this TV show that was, it's very popular. It's called TOWIE. Uh, the Only Way is Essex. So it's kind of the, the English version of uh, Jersey Shore. So they're all living in a house or kind of close to each other. So he was one of those uh, people that kind of played. He actually had a very good career up until that point, played a youth level for Arsenal, West Ham and Tottenham and uh, was on the same team as Jamie Redknapp and Postigo and a couple of the others. But he ended up getting cut, ended up getting into this reality TV show. So it worked out well for him. Um, but uh, Well, he is yeah. 33 years old still. I mean, you know, yeah. I know he had been a good player, but still. You know that should that's that's just one of those stories that you're just not going to get when you watch the uh, the top Premier League. Uh, so that's right, exactly. exactly. Congratulations! Great, great. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Lots of lots of good games. It was. Uh, now you know the free kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. That's right. So Illinois Youth Soccer fantastic organization we've been working for close to uh, 75 uh, working since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility it's one of the largest youth sports organizations with approximately 95,000 players coaches and referees it's a non-profit organization emphasizing education whose purpose is to promote and conduct skill-based youth development programs in a safe environment that empower children Find us at www.illinoisyouthsoccer.org. You know who else loves the IYSA? Who's that? Boney M. <laughs> Absolute truth. All right. We've got much more. We've, we're have we going to find out. Uh, Adam had an encounter of uh, a very impressive kind that he'll be telling you about. We'll do a guess the Premier League star. Uh, we'll get Adam's TV tip, and all of that is coming up after this. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talk with Pulitzer Prize winner for the 1970 Kent State photograph, John Paul Philo. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we talk about the best modern GT cars, plus some really cool Hoyer Rally Dash Timers hit the block. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Constable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. Let's find out what's happening here in Chicago. 
And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news, soccer news. with Coach Adam. Coach Adam. Do tell. Yeah, so uh, typically this is the week when we sometimes actually have the week off because uh, I'm either gone or we actually do it live from the convention, which we did a couple of years ago. So so this year, is it's slightly different. So the United Soccer Coaches Convention, which we go to every year, we have meetings and different clinicians are there, um, is now virtual. So it's kind of a different way of doing things. So uh, being able to jump on some uh, meetings and uh, different uh, clinicians doing some things. And, and today was a great way to start the morning. Uh, we had a one-on-one interview with probably the greatest of all time. What do you think? Maybe I might throw that out there. Certainly he's got to be up there. Well, he certainly thinks so. <laughs> exactly. But Mr. Jose Mourinho did a one-on-one interview. Um, a lot of people were on there. Um, uh, it was a recorded interview, but still it was with the United Soccer Coaches and uh, was really, really insightful. Um, they talked a little bit about the documentary that, uh, that they did um, and then also talked a little bit about kind of the things that he does on a, on a typical day, how he communicates with the players. And I think he came across uh, very, very well. So you can see how players really want to play for him. So I think that was good. So he was there. And then well, another good one from this week was Emma Hayes, the, the Chelsea women's coach. Same type of personality, very bubbly, uh, very energetic um, it was uh, it was a really good one as well. So, so that's been that's been taking a lot of my time jumping around on that. Obviously, we're still busy with our coaching education, putting things together. We're hoping for some uh, announcements concerning uh, potentially some maybe some some different things within uh, maybe our state of play. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed for some maybe some announcements here in the in the coming weeks. Okay, well, very exciting. It's uh, even, something even more exciting. It's time for your favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, guaranteed star this time. Okay, Good. 28 years old, been around, right? He has played professionally in three countries other than England and his home country. He has also played in Italy. So those are the three countries, okay? Okay. He's a starter on his national team and has more than 40 caps for them. Okay. It's not England. He has never scored a goal. Never scored a goal. Never scored a goal. He speaks four languages fluently, and there's some hints in here, okay? The languages are... Portuguese, German, Italian, and English. His parents were German. That's why he speaks it. Although he never lived or played in Germany. Wow. Does he play for Portugal? He does not. The Portuguese is kind of a trick. That is not the only country that speaks that language. Oh, okay, so he's he's Brazilian. Ah, is he? Yes. Are there any Germans in Brazil? <laughs> and why are they there? Uh, his last name is German, but he's known only by his first name when he plays. Oh, my goodness. He only knows by his first name. Yeah. So he's a Brazilian. He's, yep. He hasn't scored a goal. Never. Never scored a goal. 
What kind of players never score goals? It's obviously a defender. So, um, yeah, I mean, or is it or is it or goalkeepers? Aha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Although, but sometimes they have scored. So yeah. we're we're talking about. So we've got either we've either got our two goalkeepers. We've obviously got. Um, our Liverpool goalkeeper, and then we've also got our Manchester City goalkeeper. Yes, so is it, it one of those two? It is one of those two. In his home country, in Brazil, they call him the Pele of goalkeepers. Wow. The Pele of goalkeepers. I'm trying to think of which one it would be in terms of who. Which one has a German last name? Yeah, that's what I'm trying, he well, wears I'm trying it, to He wears it on the back of his jersey even though he goes by his first name yeah so I'm guessing it would I mean would you classify Edison as the as a German name no so we're looking at the other goalkeeper and I'm trying to think of the other goalkeeper <laughs> my head's gone blank uh, there's an Elvis Costello song that has the same name <laughs> It's been a long week. I've been looking at a lot of zooms. Who's the Liverpool goalkeeper? Um, He's got a beard. He's very tall. It's a girl's name. He's got a girl's name. It's got a girl's name. All right, I'm going to save you. It's it's Allison. Allison. Oh, my goodness. Allison. Would you classify Allison as a German name? No, his last name is Becker. Okay, okay. And that's you. what he wears on his back. Allison Becker okay. is his name. And for some reason, he only goes by Allison. And the reason he speaks Portuguese is because he's from Brazil and German because his parents are actually German, grew up in Germany, fled during some sort of a war. I'm not sure exactly what happened there. <laughs> we don't yeah. want to know. <laughs> um, and so he speaks German as well. That's great. Well, I, I had the team. I knew who it was. I just couldn't remember his name. You know, that's, that's, how long of, that's how long of a week it's been. I mean, you're thinking, balls. Jose, you've had your right. you've had your day. So uh, I've I, had I, my day. It started early. <laughs> so we're, we'll, we'll forgive you for that. It will especially yeah. forgive you if you can do this for us. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Okay. So I know there's some games coming this weekend. We haven't really talked about many of them, but uh, why don't you tell us what we cannot miss this coming yeah, weekend? There's, there's, there's going to be some good games this week. There's no question. I mean, when you look at the games that are happening – I think we're going to have to to move the, move our schedules around. If you're not doing anything, obviously the Bears are done, so you don't have to worry about yeah. them on Sundays anymore. Yeah. So football's Sunday, done. football's done. Well, not football, but American football. Yeah. The real football is still going that, on. That's right. That's right. Ten thirty Sunday. What a game! Liverpool versus Manchester United. One versus two. How can you miss that one? Sunday, Red- Sunday, Sunday. Exactly. It's real football day. That's for sure. So that's that's the game to, to watch. Now, do those, really those, those watch. two teams, they kind of like each other, right? Manchester uh, United and yeah. Liverpool. Oh, yeah. They love each other. Yes. They actually, if, if you look at Man United, I think they actually even regard Liverpool as, their, as a bigger rival than Manchester City. Right, which is and amazing. I, 
which is amazing, you know, when you think about it. Obviously, they called Manchester City the noisy neighbours, obviously. That's kind of who they were. That's what Alex Ferguson regarded them. And obviously, they've been a lot more noisier lately. But, um, but yeah, this should be a great game. Uh, the, the, either Man United could go quite a few points clear or Liverpool are going to go back to the top of the table again. So we'll see. Okay, so don't miss it Sunday. Uh, Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club, which has 65 years of soccer excellence. Green White is a community not-for-profit club providing soccer for kids of all ages in and around the Mount Prospect area. Led by former World Cup player and coach Mustafa Edders, go to greenwhitesoccer.org for more information. And if you want to listen to, uh, you want people to hear this show you want to play the guest of Premier League star with us. You want to hear about everything that's happening in the Premier League, including the FA Cup and everything. Tell people to listen to us on Spotify and go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts, search for Radio Misfits. And don't forget, next week will be our 100th episode, Adam. That's right. Boney M is going to be here. Boney I'm excited. M, Fabio, Charo, you cannot miss it. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. OPI is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I've been working on the choreography with the Adam and Rick dancers. Um, I, it's going to be spectacular. I, I, I can't say much more than it's going to be spectacular. So be sure to tune in next week. For another episode of Free Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Proceeding with a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Anusha Men with Rick and Dave. We welcome 2021 with an Obama-era vaccine of worthless information. Flashback to my very first time ever with Dave podcasting together as we socially distanced years before it became a trend. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. Listen now, Unga friends. RadioUnga.com We have interview with first female cavewoman Bangushka! All that and more. Hear it here first. Unga friends. RadioBunga.com UngaBungaShows.com Good Bunga not dead. Just move better place. RadioBunga.com Bangushka! <laughs>